0: Hey, history lovers, I'm Mike Rosenwald with Retropod, a show about the past rediscovered. April 3rd, 50 years ago. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountain. And I've looked over, and I've seen the promised land. At the Bishop Charles Mason Temple in Memphis, Tennessee, Martin Luther King Jr. spoke those famous words. He looked exhausted and seemed to collapse in his chair after he finished speaking. The next day, he would be assassinated, shot while standing on the balcony of a hotel. But the path to King's assassination that day in Memphis actually began there months earlier. Torrential downpours. The sewers were overflowing and streets were flooded. But Memphis still forced its sanitation workers, who were all black men, to go to work. Two sanitation workers took shelter from the rain in the back of their garbage truck. A switch malfunctioned, the compactor turned on, and the men were killed. The Public Works Department refused to compensate their families. Several days after the deaths, 1,300 black sanitation workers walked off the job. They demanded that the city of Memphis recognized their union, increased wages, and improved their horrendous working conditions. But the fight was about more than working conditions. It was about racism and civil rights. Strikers carried signs with a simple, powerful plea for dignity that became an iconic image of the civil rights era. The sign said, I am a man. By mid-February, more than 10,000 tons of garbage piled up in the streets of Memphis. But the city's mayor at the time, Henry Loeb III, refused the demands of the union. He issued an ultimatum instead. But the protest did not end. In March, Martin Luther King Jr. flew into Memphis he addressed 25,000 people in a speech and insisted that there could be no civil rights without economic equality. He said, quote, "'You are here tonight to demand "'that Memphis do something about the conditions "'that our brothers face "'as they work day in and day out "'for the well-being of the total community. "'You are here to demand "'that Memphis will see the poor.'" The workers marched again a week later. This time, King and his ally, Reverend James Lawson, led the protest. It quickly turned ugly. A group of young protesters started throwing objects. King's men pulled them out while Lawson tried to make the violent protesters turn around. Police fatally shot a 16 year old protester and threw tear gas at others, beating them as they fell to the ground to avoid the gas. Loeb, the mayor, declared martial law in Memphis and called in the National Guard. Newspapers around the country erroneously blamed King for the violence. King decided to return to Memphis to continue his support for the strike. That decision would lead to his death. He was shot and killed on April 4th, but not without leaving us with one last poignant speech. Well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it really doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop. I'm Mike Rosenwald. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Danine Brown, who reported this story for The Washington Post. And we're celebrating our six-month anniversary this week by rerunning some of our favorite episodes. So stay tuned all week for some of the best Retropods so far. And for more forgotten stories from history, you can visit WashingtonPost.com slash Retropod. One more thing. If you're a fan of Retropod, I'd love it if you could leave us a rating or review on your Alexa app or your favorite podcast app. If you do that, you'll help other listeners discover the show. Thanks.